The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I am Mike Apatra. I'm joined by my guest Andrew Hanson. Uh, Andrew, we got a lot to talk about, man. Uh, three games slate tonight. It's Halloween. I don't know if you had any trick or treaters floating around your neighborhood. I don't get any. Uh, but how are you doing today, man? Doing well. Yeah, we were out in the neighborhood, and it was actually perfect Halloween weather. It was cloudy, misty, but it was warm. It was like 60 degrees, so it was. You know, good conditions to be out uh, out in the neighborhood. So had a lot of fun with that. And now the kids are all worn out sleeping, and now we can talk some hoops. That's it, man. You get to watch some hoops, talk some hoops, and eat some leftover candy. It's a good time for me. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> as always, guys, we are brought to you by our presenting sponsors over there at Fantasy Draft, uh, the rake-free, only rake-free uh, fantasy site that you have out there right now. So I would definitely say check them out. Use the promo code HOOPBALL. No spaces, no dash, just H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L uh, to get that free one-week trial of uh, rake-free games. And just in one week, if you play every day, you'll make your money back, uh, let alone just just jump on it, guys. Try their Hooters uh, contest every Sunday, the uh, Hooters Mega Million contest over there. Uh, it's a phenomenal contest. It's, listen, $25 entry. If I can make money playing football DFS, then there's no reason why you guys shouldn't because that's not my sport. This is why I don't do – my buddies always ask me why I don't do football. I said because I'm not good enough to get paid uh, to do football. So we're going to leave that at that. I'll, I'll save that for the professionals. But also check out Manscaped, guys. Uh, we're just bringing them on. I told you I'm a big fan of these guys. I'm waiting for my products. Still not in the mail yet. I'm sure it will be here any minute. Uh, but obviously you want to use promo code HOOPBALL just like everywhere else, and you get 20% off your, in free shipping. So definitely jump on that. Give it a shot. They have a bunch of uh, unique grooming tools over there, some deodorants, other stuff. Uh, and then also mybookie.ag. So this is one that is a personal hoop ball favorite. Uh, check them out. Use the promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, to get $1,000 up to match free on your deposit. So there we go, Andrew. We got them out of the way. We'll probably hit on them a little bit later. Um, I'm Actually, I, I can't. I, I just left out my favorite one, Andrew. Why not? Let's go to coffee. Uh, go on Amazon, check out Hawaiian Isles, definitely get them. It's always in my cup every single morning. Uh, I will literally panic and wake up in cold sweats in the middle of the night if I know I'm like low on air from running out. So, uh, And definitely <laughs> check them out as well. So there we go, Andrew. We got it out of the way. We have eight games to break down today. But before we do, I know you wanted to – I'm going to let you do it. Um, you know, give, give them a good shout-out. Say it with some enthusiasm. Uh, our second time – our second place winner or first place winner in the second contest of the Coaches Challenge – Andrew, hook him up. Yeah, Rowdy18, congratulations. You took down the second week of the Coach's Challenge. And I wanted to break down his lineup real quickly. Uh, it's one of those builds that is worth describing. He went with James Harden, who just had a phenomenal night, obviously. Uh, this, is, this is the Wednesday night slate. And he went with another starter in that game, Rui, in the Rockets-Wizards shootout, who didn't have a great game, but he got 30 fantasy points. Then he went with two under-owned stars. He went with Damian Lillard, who's only 7% owned, put up 58 fantasy points, and Pascal Siakam, 5% owned, 48 fantasy points. Then he went with the two big value plays that a lot of people went to. Nerlens Noel, 69% owned. He had a great game. Rashawn Holmes, another great fantasy night. 
and then one other cheap play to fit the lineup guy who's been getting more and more minutes, more and more confidence, and that's Devontae Graham. And so there's the entire lineup right there. Oh, one more, Devin Booker, the the you know higher price star narrative with uh, it was his birthday in a, a high paced game. So that that was his lineup, and it makes a lot of sense when you look back at it. So congratulations to him. And I also got to give a shout out to you, Mike, because out of the three of us on the show, you you had the best lineup. You actually placed in the money, and. I wanted to describe your lineup. You had Russell Westbrook. So you went with Westbrook instead of Harden. You saved a little money. And he had like the quietest triple-double in the history of, of the NBA. But he put up 55 fantasy points. And the other higher-priced guys you went with, you went with Giannis, who was fine, 53. You know, he wasn't off the charts. And then you went with Sabonis, who had a great another great game, 46 fantasy points. You also went with those two value plays of Nolan's Noel and Rishon Holmes. So you kind of, you, you kind of ate the chalk, but you, you made a really good decision to do that. You also went with the narrative with Devin Booker. Then the other news that you took advantage of was going with Marcus Smart because Jalen Brown was out and Marcus Smart came in with 37.5 fantasy points. That was an excellent play on your part. And then the only guy you really missed on was Robert, Robert Covington, who we all know can have big games and he just happened to have an off night, so that that was your build. It got you in the it got you in the money. So congratulations to you and Rowdy eighteen. Yeah, man, I was uh, I was pretty stoked about. It. I was a little let down by Covington. Uh, he got into some early foul trouble, and that kind of limited his his playing time. And then once once that fight happened and the the game was getting out of hand, it just became a little bit of garbage run towards the end. So I, I knew I was kind of shooting dead once once that fight happened and everything was going on. Because uh, then we were also seeing some other guys on that team kind of absorb the usage. I was never, I never played Covington expecting him to drop thirty actual points. Uh, more or less, hopefully grab eight to ten rebounds, get a couple of steals and blocks, and maybe get double digit points. Uh, that'll usually get to to where where you want to be. But um, yeah, man, I, I I was pretty happy. I thought it was a good contest. We had a lot of high scores in there, a lot of very similar builds as well. Um, surprised actually Holmes was only 20% owned in our contest. I know in a lot of other GPPs, he's a little chalkier. I thought a lot more people were going to be on him, but I think, um, the Giles being questionable thing kind of scared a few people off. So we take advantage of that and it was fun, man. I'm looking forward to next Wednesday. And now I got a little, a little extra money to play with next time. Now pays for that contest and the next one. So I'm good to go, man. I'm, I'm ready to, I'm fired up and I'm going to take advantage of my, my $5 winnings. No free t-shirt though. That's what I'm gunning for. That's right. That's that's what we gun for next week. All right, man. Let's do this. So we have eight games on tonight, guys. Um, obviously, we're breaking this down on Halloween. So this is going to be for November 1st, uh, the Friday card. So we always like to kind of preface, uh, preface that just to make sure everybody's not getting confused when you first turn this on and you don't know what day it is because half the time that's how I wake up in the morning. But it is an eight-game slate. Seven o'clock game is the first one, one that's not too enticing uh, for me. But let me hear your take on it. Bucks versus Magic, Andrew. How are you feeling? Bucks versus Magic. All right. I'm going to pass on Giannis. He's the same price as James Harden, who will be in every lineup for me in on this slate. Um, and on the Magic side, they are just not a very attractive team in general. 29th in pace, 28th in offensive efficiency, and they have a really strong defense. So the Bucks. Shouldn't shouldn't be piling up the numbers uh, like they like they can on other occasions with their sixth ranked offensive efficiency. 
Mark. Um, Vucevic, you know, he had his best game out last last game. Finally got towards 50 fantasy points. But his price tag is similar to another player that I want to target in one of the one of the late night games, Mr. D'Angelo Russell. You know, and I know that he's not the same position, obviously, but again, on fantasy draft, you have so much so much flexibility that to me it, it really comes down to comparing prices more than positions. Um, so actually for this game, I'm gonna pass completely on it. I'm with you. I just I just think that there's too much defense, uh, not enough offense to go around between these two defenses. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I kind of see both teams being under the hundred mark, uh, with the you know the Bucks narrowly edging them out by like three or four points. So that's kind of my same take. If you wanted to play anybody, I think it would pretty much just be honest because of the upside that he possesses. Maybe he just has one of his crazy rebounding games, uh, but I don't think you need to jam him in there. I'm kind of with you on that Harden train. So we'll move on to the next one. Uh, we have the Pacers versus the Cavaliers. This one's going to be taking place in Indiana. Uh, 7 o'clock game as well. So uh, take it off. Where do you want to start? Let me start with the Cavs because I, I zeroed in on the front court and tried to analyze the options there a little bit. And so it, it, for me, it comes down to Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love. And both of them are 4 for 4 this year in double-doubles. So they've just been very consistent but if you look at their price comparison, Loves has shot up to 17.1. Tristan Thompson's still only 12.7. And sure, Love has higher upside. But if you look at their last three games, Love has gone 55, 39, 53 fantasy points. Tristan Thompson's gone 49, 40, 49. So very consistent. You get, you get that double, double bonus. So I like, uh, for the Cavs, I like Tristan Thompson at 12.7. I'm with you. I I don't say this often. I haven't really been on him. I'm not afraid to admit it. I haven't played any Tristan Thompson this year, and it's probably been costing me a decent amount of money. Um, but I, I'm starting to buy into it. It looks like this is real. He's just going to keep playing some good minutes and keep grabbing double-doubles. Um, and they need him to actually score. He's never been known for his scoring ability, and they never needed to really rely on him to score. Um, but it looks like with this young team, other than him, Kevin Love, and then the guards that are just kind of hit and miss, uh, Chetty Osmond's a little bit hit and miss as well. They, they need to rely on him a little bit more. And, they, you know, we're talking about a front court over there in Indiana that's going to be without Miles Turner now as well. So uh, a little bit easier kind of to work your way and bang down low. And I would expect Sabonis and Love to actually be um, on each other a little bit more just because of the, the, you know, the way that they both stretch the floor. But it's going to be hard for the Pacers to match up. Someone in the front court is going to take a big advantage of it. And I'm with you, I think, paying down a little bit at Tristan Thompson to kind of afford those other guys that we were talking about and we will get to later. Um is the way to go. And as far as the Pacers, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to roll out Sabonis again. I don't know about you. Uh, 15-7 is a pretty good price tag. I think that's more than fair. Knowing that he's going to get the bulk of the center minutes, probably play anywhere between you know 32 and 36 minutes against the Cavs front court. Yes, we, we mentioned how good they are at rebounding, but neither one of them can play defense. Yeah, I'm with you. Sabonis, his, his minutes have been very consistent, at least 32 minutes in every game. And he's he's... You know, the only thing is 15.7, he and Brogdon are both getting priced up and, you know, they deserve to be priced up for, I've, I've been building a, a few lineups here and with the, the, the amount of salary I want to spend on guards, I'm actually having a hard time fitting into bonus, but I, so I think I'm going to have to make two different lineups. I'm going to have to 
play my guard heavy lineup and then get rid of one of the the big guards from the Rockets net, Nets game that we'll talk about and get Sabonis in there and, and 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 tinker that way because yeah, he's just he's really taking off. So um I really want to get Sabonis in the lineup, but I just wish he was a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be easy to fit him in there. Um, I think he has a very safe floor. When he's starting center without Miles Turner, we've seen this in the past last season. Um, he takes advantage of his minutes there, and we've seen him get priced up last season and hit value when he was there too. So uh, is he a lock-and-load, must-play kind of guy? No, but I feel pretty confident in rolling him out in either cash or GPPs. I don't think he's limited to either kind of contest. Some of the guys I play – uh, you'll hear me say, like, you know, I don't feel good about him in cash, but you want to play him in one or two of your GPP lineups? Sure, go for it. That's kind of, you know, what I was saying about Isaiah Thomas the other night. He ended up hitting and looked really good. Um, but, again, I didn't feel confident enough to play him and lock him in like I did tonight with, like, DeAndre Bembry. So you'll hear me kind of try to try to signify that and, you know, justify it in a way where it makes sense. Uh, sometimes it does, I can't articulate it as well as I'd like to. But that's kind of where I'm at with that. I don't know if you have anybody else. I mean, Brogdon... I think, you know, I don't, I don't want I kind of want to jump off. I'm ready for it. I think this is a great matchup for him. I wouldn't be shocked if he has a great game. Like you said, though, we have plenty of guards on this eight-game slate to choose from, and I'm not going to be able to spend up on all of them. And he's right at that price range where I think we could start thinking about hopping off. Yeah, same thing. 16.2, he's the exact same price as D'Angelo Russell, who, you know, in general, I always want Brogdon over Russell in, in every way, fantasy, real life. I just love how Brogdon plays, his, his efficiency shooting. So it, it pains me to say it, but I think on this slate, you know, with the Golden State news, I'm going to pass on, on Brogdon and, and put D'Angelo Russell in the lineup. Yeah, and I mean, I think we, uh, we have a good segue. You were bringing up all these, these guys in this Nets and Rockets game you want to talk about. That's the last 7 p.m. game, Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm going to let you have at it with the Rockets. You seem pretty fired up about them. What do you got for me? Oh gosh, I really do. I mean, this is this is the perfect. It's like the perfect storm. It's this. It's really the very similar matchup as what we had in that incredible game, Rockets Wizards, where Rockets are they're first in pace. They're now first in offensive efficiency, and the Nets are twenty second defensively, but they also play up tempo top 10 in pace, they're 11th in offensive efficiency. It's almost the same profile as we had with the Rockets and Wizards. And sure enough, it's by far the highest total on the board at 240 and a half right now. So this is just an absolute shootout that you want to get as much as much of a piece of as you can. So I'm looking at lineups with Harden and Westbrook. And, you know, Kyrie Irving would be tough to fade if you're trying to stack this game. But he's, you know, he's at 17K. So, you know, is this the game where Levert, you know, Levert might finally go off a little bit? And you're going to save a lot of money if you play him or Dinwiddie. Um, you know, in the last game, and I know I'm jumping over to both teams here, but this, this game is just full of fantasy goodness. So, you know, the last game, Kyrie took 20 shots, Levert 18, Dinwiddie 17. So I think they're sort of, starting to settle into their offensive balance, and those three guys are going to really dominate the ball all season. So I like picking Levert or Dinwiddie to go with Harden and Westbrook. And then the other guys on the wing for the Rockets, I do like the price of Tucker at 9.0, and even Eric Gordon at 7.5. 
you know, for, you know, again, not for cash, but in one or two stacks that you might make, he would get in there. Um, but you know, Harden, Westbrook, and Tucker are going to be in a lot of my lineups. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on Harden and Westbrook. Tucker, uh, I don't knock him in. I don't. I don't think it's a bad matchup. Obviously, it's a good matchup for him. Um, I just know I'm gonna. I'm just centers against the Nets is something I can never ignore. It's a little bit different this season for the Rockets scenario when we're talking about you know having a guy like Westbrook who's also gonna grab some rebounds over there as well. But this should be a matchup that we see Clint Capella do his thing in as well. So I think he's on the board as well. I'm not really gonna dive too much, and I, I kind of like Levert a lot. Um, I'm glad you brought him up. I, I think I'm a little bit more interested than Kyrie. Obviously, I think point per dollar, or I mean just regular points that Kyrie's going to do better, but I think point per dollar we could look at uh, Karis LeVert. He is taking the shot attempts. This is his type of game, and they're going to need offense from both of these guys to kind of stay in it. There's going to be a lot of firepower uh, going back and forth, so I think those two guys are going to become out shooting. Um, and then one other guy we have to keep an eye on is DeAndre Jordan. His minutes are creeping up. He's starting to kind of rack up these bigger rebounding total games. And, uh, you know, he's still going to split some minutes with Jared Allen, but I think he's starting to see more of the lion's share. So maybe not the right game, but just something I wanted to throw out there of a guy to keep an eye on because he's still flying under the radar. He's still underpriced, and it's good value when we're going to need it at some point this season. So um, yeah, worth De- mentioning. DeAndre is the other name I have mentioned for the Nets. I agree with you completely. And one more thing on Levert. I mean, we saw what Beal just did from the wing, putting up 46. So, again, I, I, I really like Levert to maybe break out here. I, I think everyone's waiting for it at this point. It's, it's not a matter of if, it's when. Like, that yeah, big game on. is coming. It's, it's, it's on it its way. Let's do it Friday night, <laughs> Time, let's go. All right, man. Let's move on <laughs> to the 7.30 game now. That's Eastern time, of course. We have the Knicks versus Celtics halfway through after this game. So, uh, which, which team are you feeling? Because I have a feeling I'm going to get the Knicks. You're going to get the Knicks if it's about which team I'm feeling. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me, <laughs> let me talk about the Celtics here. And the price that jumped out at me is Tice. Yep. 7.5? For a guy who just went 27 minutes and got over 25 fantasy points, you know, he's that value big man that we need if we're going to pay up for these guards. So I love him. I mean, um, Cantor's still out, right? So, so Tice, is, Tice is going to be my lineup for sure. Now with the rest of the Celtics, uh, Jalen Brown is questionable again, right, with his illness. So we've got to wait for the news here during the day on Friday. Um, because of the way that the lineup, you know, the the construction is going, I'm not going to be able to play the Celtics that I that I might want to as they finally broke out in that last game. But I, I think it's just worth, I think it's just worth investigating and and remembering what happened in that game against the Bucks when Jalen Brown was out. I mean, you you made the smart play to put Marcus Smart in the lineup. <laughs> um, I had a little bit more of Tatum, and you know he had a fine game, but he did he didn't have a great shooting game. But a couple of the winning lineups I saw in DraftKings last night had Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum, and you know we can't forget about Kemba and Hayward. They both had excellent games too. I mean, Hayward had 50 fantasy points. So the four of those guys on the wing when Jalen Brown is out, that's a nice combination. So you know. If Jalen Brown's out again, then I I like all of those plays. Uh, Kemba's a little bit uh, too high of a price on this on this slate, but Smart and Hayward 
are a nice price if you want to cherry pick one of them to to fill out your lineup. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. With those wings, are all going to be in play for me if if Brown sits again, and I'd also be looking at Smart once again. Um, I think on the Knicks side of the ball, uh, I th- you know it's it's the front court guys I usually have the most interest in, but they're they're priced accordingly. You know, Randall's fourteen four. Barrett is kind of just took a little bit of a bump down actually. He's uh he's he's twelve k right now, so um, I'm okay with going back to the Barrett well, just knowing his minutes. Again, this is a tough matchup. They're not they're not like a bad defensive team whatsoever on the wings. They have very good wing defenders. They're, a few of them are long, especially if Smart's going to start. If Brown's a very good defender himself. Only real weakness they have is Kemba Walker, um, and then their front court's pretty banged up as well. So I'd be looking to take advantage of the front court if you want to play Mitchell Robinson. 10K I think is more than a fair price. Obviously, the foul trouble's always going to be a thing for him. Um, but he's got a pretty decent floor even with the foul trouble, knowing that he's pretty much locked into three blocks a game, decent rebounds, a couple putbacks, that kind of stuff. Uh, but otherwise, I'm not, you know, I like the Thies call. Um, I'm worried about you know all this front court, how much he's going to get banged into. He's nursing a sore ankle, but that price tag is very enticing, and he's definitely going to be a value play. I you know I have circled and I keep my eye on. Not going to go out of my way and kind of jam him in like I did the other day with like Nerlens Noel and Rashawn Holmes. I don't think his value is locked in as much as those guys. Those guys were pretty much guaranteed 30 plus minutes of being the only guy in their front court. So, uh, but I, I definitely think he's going to have some some value in some of my GPPs, but. Uh, you ready to move on, or you got? Do you have anything else over there for those guys? No, let's move on. All right, eight o'clock game. We have the Bulls versus the Pistons. This game uh, is is a little bit. Uh, I think it's going to be a little sneaky. I think it's going to fly under the radar. I don't know where you stand and who you want to start with, Andrew. But you well, know, it it's it's going to be primarily under my radar. So why don't we start with what what's enticing for you in this matchup? Of course. Um, so obviously, I'm a big Andre Drummond guy. I think that you know it's a good matchup just to kind of go right back to the well. He'll be my one of my top centers on the board. I think when you look at some of the guys priced around in his price range, uh, you're looking at Kevin Love, you're looking at Vucevic, and then the only guys above him, uh, you know, LeBron, Davis, Giannis. Those guys are obviously always in play. I would play him over LeBron James on this slate uh, at $200 less, and I think he'll be probably lower owned than LeBron just knowing that it's LeBron James. He pretty much always garners like a 30 to 40 percent ownership, even in GPPs. So I think that's going to be my primary option. I'm not really going to be touching anything else on the Pistons side of the ball. Uh, but then on the Bulls, I think this is a great matchup for Zach Levine. I think that uh, they've always kind of struggled, the Pistons that being struggling against opposing shooting guards. Canard uh, not necessarily known for his defense whatsoever. And then you're going to get times where it's going to be Derrick Rose on him as well. So I think this is a great matchup for him to take advantage of. I think he's priced Pretty fair. Um, you know, there's still a little meat left on the bones at 13.7. It's not overpriced. It's not underpriced. So I think he flies under the radar due to just perfect pricing. I'm not expecting him to be a GPP blow up kind of guy that's going to come out here and put 60, but it wouldn't shock me if we get a nice 45 out of him. Well, I like your analysis. Um, Drummond is certainly the only guy that I'd be interested in on the Pistons. Um, the guard situation looks like Reggie Jackson's going to be out. But Frazier and Rose will both play most likely, so I don't have any interest there. And then with the Bulls, yeah, th- that's the tough thing about Levine. The last few games, he just hasn't quite played like he did in the preseason and like he like he played in the opener. So it's hard to go back to him. But that's the perfect guy to 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 roll the dice on in a tournament is a, a guy who has fifty point upside that is is going to be lower owned. So, I mean, I, I would probably almost never argue against playing Levine. Um, I'm going to have a hard time playing him just because, 
because of his recent performance. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me if all at all if he gets forty five to fifty fantasy points. I think the 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 price aspect is probably going to be my struggle, just knowing that there's a few other guys at different positions, like you said, around the similar price tag that I, I'll probably have a little bit more interest in. Um, but if I was hard pressed, like if I wanted to stack this at all, I wouldn't mind playing both those guys together. And one thing I forgot to mention is keep an eye on Derrick Rose. I, I I haven't really played him all season long, but this game is playing in Chicago. Uh, you know, there's a lot of emotion that's going to be coming with that. That that's a little narrative if you want to take advantage of. Eleven two, I think, is a fair price tag for what he's been doing. Yeah, um, it's just kind of where you're at with him. Like me personally, I I just struggle with getting him right. He's one of those guys for me. But I'm definitely going to have at least a few shares of him just with that narrative of him playing in Chicago. I like it. All right, man. Now we get to the good stuff. 9.30 Eastern time. Uh, Mavericks versus the Lakers. This game's going to be in Dallas. I'm sure Coach will be watching it and uh, yelling at me because we got, we got, we'll be doing our podcast about a half an hour after it starts. So he'll be, uh, he'll be losing his mind wanting to watch this one. Who do you got? I don't have much in this game. Um, Doncic, he's in a doghouse for me after that, you know, disappearing act in Denver where he only put up 27 fantasy points. That's, that's amazing. Um, after the way he's been playing. So on this slate, I'm not going to play Doncic. I'm going to keep a close eye on Dwight Powell. I'm not going to play him tonight, but his price tag is 7.4. My understanding is that they're gradually going to increase his minutes. He only played 13 minutes last time out. But if his if he jumps up to 20 minutes here in a game or two and his price doesn't go up very high very quickly, then I'm going to get try and get Dwight Powell on that breakout game. So I'm not going to play him on this one. The one other potential Mavericks play would just be a, if you need a value play, Seth Curry's only 16.3. Last two times out, he's had 24 and 25 minutes and 22 and 20 fantasy points. So he's, he's a nice cash game play if, if you need a value, uh, value guard. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, it's, it's kind of tough to know who's going to start. They've kind of been swapping around that starting shooting guard position a little bit between Brunson, Curry, and uh, DeLon Wright. But I think all those guys are pretty much you know, guaranteed or at least 20 minutes apiece and then you know, hot hand for whoever's playing 30. Um, that's the, that's my approach. So I'm I'm really not too interested in the, any of the guards. Luca, I I wouldn't exp- I wouldn't doubt a good bounce back game from Luca. This is a game that he's going to want to get up in. Um, you have to imagine that you know Mark Cuban says a little something to him before the game where he, you know they, he loves being the Lakers. That's like one of his favorite things on on this face of the earth. So I would expect Doncic to kind of have a little bit of a bounce back game. The price tag makes it a little bit tough, um, knowing that I want to spend up on Harden and. Once you kind of throw another one of those guys in there, you're pretty much kind of limiting yourself on that middle tier to only seeing one of those guys. Like that's a bonus price tag range. So I, I will have a few shares. Not going to go overboard on it. I don't think he's a must play. Um, Porzingis is definitely in play, but you have to imagine that he will struggle a little bit having Anthony Davis on him. Um, that could impact my my view on him. But I think he's also a little bit underpriced on this slate. Um, you know, looking at him, I know that there's plenty of upside. We don't know exactly what his minutes will be, but 14-6 leaves enough to entice me a little bit. So I will, I will look peek at him. I know coach will probably be all over him, so I'll just say that for him. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't really want to touch too much on the Mavericks side. Just the two main guys is where I know, I know I'm getting my minutes. I know I'm getting my shots, my usage. That's my interest. And looking at the Lakers side, it's almost the same thing. I'm not going to play LeBron. I'm over the LeBron thing. I, I've gotten burned by him too many times this year. He looks like he's just being too passive, and he's okay with 
AD just this being AD's team and I think he kind of mentioned that in the in the preseason and coming into the year that he was willing to do that so we're kind of seeing it unfold right in front of us Anthony Davis at 18-8 I definitely think he's in play I prefer Harden over him as well um, but it's you can't really knock Anthony Davis so that's kind of my take on this game I think it's just really focus on the stars uh, let some of the other you know background music kind of fall into place yeah I agree I'll, I'll pass on LeBron Maybe a, a lineup or two with with Anthony Davis, you know, instead of Westbrook, where you know pay up here, if 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 want to just go Harden Anthony Davis to start the build, Kuzma's going to be back fifteen to twenty minutes, so we'll pass on him. One other value play for the Lakers is another backup guard, Cook, similar to Curry, twenty four and twenty two minutes. He's got a little more upside though. He had two games ago, he had twenty eight fantasy points. So again, if you want to take a a guard and take a little flyer with a value play, I like Quinn Cook. Ooh, I like that. Good call, man. Uh, I, I, you always you always usually come with one sneaky one, except for right now your uh you, you know your Jackson uh, Hayes play. I, I I didn't get him in any lineups, and I but I remembered I saw they got into foul trouble early, and that's one of the things I was kind of afraid of. I didn't think he'd be able to hold his own against Jokic and. Uh, looks like Denver didn't either, and they kind of went right at him. Got two quick ones on him. Then he set a hard screen to draw a third one very early. So he got, oh, his no. ch- yeah, he got. He played three minutes at, by the end of the first quarter, and that's it. Yeah, he got those three fouls. He was well on his way. Yeah, he got chewed he up, man. Foul they, the foul trouble got him. Yep, uh, that was the one thing that worried me. If he was going to get the minutes, I, there was no doubt that he was going to hit value. I just couldn't imagine. It made more sense for him to play 24 minutes against the Warriors who have a battered front court and they got guys like Marquise Chris and Omri Spellman out there. But when you're going against a guy like Jokic, who we know is a top you know, two, arguably three center in the league and has all this offensive capabilities in so many different ways, whether it's his vision, his post game, his shot, uh, he's going to struggle. You can't keep him on the floor too long. Okafor is not good defensively, but the experience, it just allows him to kind of sit out there a little bit longer where he's not as handsy. Uh, a guy like Jackson Hayes, who's a shot blocker in college, those guys struggle coming to the NBA because they try to contest like they did in college, and you're going to find yourself in trouble if you do it as often. Yeah, that's unfortunate because Plumlee played eight minutes in the first half. I would have expected Hayes to play those eight minutes as well, but three fouls will do it. Yeah, all right, man. Uh, we got two games left. We're moving on to the 10 o'clock game. Jazz versus the Kings. The Kangs, as we would say over here. It's in Sacramento. Uh, pick your poison. Well, I'll pick the king so you can talk about your boy Conley. <laughs> that's awfully nice <laughs> of you. What's that? I said that's awfully nice of you. Yeah. So, I mean, with the Kings, I'll just go to Holmes. The guy's a monster at 10.8. Last two fantasy games, 45 and 39. Uh, I'm all about that. That's that's all I want to talk about with the king. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I think I'm going to be going back to the well as well. I don't like this matchup whatsoever for him. Let's just keep, let's keep it real. He's going to get to the right. two-time defensive player of the year. So definitely limit your expectations. Um, he's not going to be in 100% of my lineups. I'll actually play him in a few of mine. But like on my single entries, I think I might fade him for the sole fact that I think you know that's where I'm going to get some good leverage is kind of avoiding guys like him. Hopefully he does struggle a little bit. Um, and that's kind of my take on it. I don't knock you for playing him. I'm going to have shares, but he's not going to be a lock and load like he was the other night for me. And I'm really not looking at anybody else on Sacramento. The, the, you know, it's just a tough defensive matchup. A lot of these guys, you know, Fox is playing a little banged up. Heald is struggling to kind of find his shot as of right now. Um, the rest of the front court is kind of just jumbling up minutes, and I literally hate the two players on the wings more than, like, any other players in the NBA. So 
Bogdanovich is the one guy I will say, hey, go for it. I don't knock it. A little Bogdanovich on Bogdanovich action. So That's right. there's a little Bogdanovich narrative in there, but he's been seeing extended run playing a little bit of extra three uh, when we see Barnes move up to the four. So he's definitely an option. Um, not my favorite, but you know, going over to the Jazz side, I do like to talk about Conley. I mean, I think he's still underpriced, 12-5. We kind of finally saw him break out of that slump that he was in. We knew it was going to happen. It was just catching him on the right game. And, you know, I, I was hoping that we would get one more game where it didn't happen and we'd get him down in the 11s. Um, but it did happen. Now he's 12-5. I still think he's very much in play. I think it's a great matchup for him. Um, and I'm definitely going to have some shares of Conley. All I'm really looking at on this side of the ball, I'm not interested in Mitchell really. Uh, I'm not really interested in Ingles. I know Mitchell is one guy I targeted. I believe these teams played earlier in the year, and I targeted Mitchell just because Sacramento generally bleeds points to shooting guards. But he actually struggled in that game. Um, and I'm I'm kind of kind of hopefully just keep riding this Conley train until we see his price tag get up to more of like that 13, 13, 4 range. Yeah, I, I can't blame you for your interest in Conley. He went off 43 fantasy points last time out. It's unfortunate that it was one game off of the uh, the challenge with Coach. But, you know, you, you mentioned the Bogdanovich brothers matching up. And I kind of like Boyan here at 10.1. You know, maybe he'll get a bounce back. It, it's, it's fun to attack players in tournaments that have 40-plus point upside like he does. Who, who just come off of a of a lesser game, and you know get him at low ownership, at a at a very fair price tag. So I have some interest in him. Yeah, I actually think he's severely underpriced when you're talking about on, on a couple of the other sites he's you know priced fairly, but on fantasy draft eighty four hundred is very cheap for him. Yeah, I mean he's putting up twenty five points in the last game, and I'm, we're talking about Bogdan. Um, you know, the Sacramento one. So these guys actually aren't brothers, Andrew. They're, I think one's Serbian and the other one's Croatian. Um, big confusion, though. I, I actually thought the same thing when I first started, like, kind of following them. I didn't know too much about the Serbian one, the Sacramento one. Um, but, you know, after a few highlight videos, just kicked a ball. I watched them, like, going into, I think it was last year, I was kind of reading up and kind of get, get to know him a little bit better. He's good, man. He's got a future. I can tell you that. He's, he's really good. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he is. He really is. I'm talking about the Jazz Bogdanovich at 10.1. Okay, so we're going to get confused with this all day long. So Yeah. <laughs> it is confusing. So we'll go. We'll go. Jazz Bogdanovich for ten point one. That that's where I have interest. I I, I Bogdan last year. I had a, you know I played him a lot, and he just seemed to be in more of a groove last year, coming off the bench and picking up a lot of the usage. So not quite as much interest in him in this one. Yeah, well, he's he's a guy. That's the one I was talking. So I have interest in one Bogdanovich. You have interest in the other. Uh, my interest mostly just coming as a value play. I don't think he's going to come out here and drop 40 anytime. Uh, but if we get 25 to 30 out of him at, you know, 8.4K or 8.3K, I think that's very, very, uh, very, very valuable. Allows us to kind of, you know, spend up in some other spots and gets a little bit of this late exposure game because, I mean, I'm ready to move on to the next one, but this one's going to throw me through a little bit of a loop. Uh, I don't know about you. I know you said your favorite play of the night is in this game, so... I guess you're going to start with. Let me guess. I, I I'm getting the Spurs, Andrew. Am I here? Am I right on this? <laughs> am I getting the Spurs? Well, I sure you can have the Spurs. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, we we might you know we're we're in that pattern. We might as well just stick with it. But uh, you know, I I, I I wouldn't say it's my favorite play of the night. I mean, Harden is probably my favorite play of the night. But Russell at sixteen point two. You know, I think he really picked up the usage when Curry went out. So, and they're they're saying they're not going to tank. 
So you got to figure he's going to come out and just uh, just run the offense and and get tons of usage. So I, I like him in this matchup. Um, another you know tournament dart throw, Damian Lee, seven point two. Uh, he had forty two fantasy points against New Orleans when he got some minutes. So I'm going to have my eye on him, and then. One other potential value play, Eric Paschal at 9.0 on Fantasy Draft. Um, he got big minutes last time out, but he's the same price tag as P.J. Tucker. So I will probably have Tucker in most of my lineups, not Paschal, but I do I do like that price for him. Yeah, definitely. The, the one thing that I'll, I'll caution with Lee, that kind of um, – I was looking at that too. I was like, wow, big game. Uh, Alec Burks is back now too, though he is playing limited minutes, but he's definitely going to cut into some of that guard, some of that guard rotation that we would think he played 18 minutes in the last one. We got to anticipate that kind of goes up maybe to 20, 22, um, eventually reaching up to I think which would be 28. They're going to need him to play big minutes now that Curry's going to be out for a while. So he's he's a guy I'm not playing, but I think he's going to kind of impact a little bit of that guard rotation where we would see a lot of that value. Um, one or two of these guards are going to go off. I'm really not too sure which ones I want to target. Not yet. I kind of want to see and hear what the starting lineup's going to be first. So, um, you know, Jordan Poole's another guy that we have to throw his name in there, too. He's kind of been playing a decent role. Uh, kind of looks like he carved himself out something. Young rookie who could score. So I think there's a few options. Russell, um, definitely definitely going to be one of my top options when you're talking about guys in the Warriors. Him and Draymond, obviously, are going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting for this team. But I don't know if they can do enough. That's my one worry. Yes, the Spurs are coming in on a back-to-back. Um, we know they're going to be without DeJounte Murray, so that really helps Russell uh, you know, defensively-wise. You don't have to worry about him having all that length in front of him. DeJounte Murray is very good at kind of reading these passing lanes and getting his long arms in there. So I think that's a bonus for him. But, I, I mean, we're talking about a game where they're going against a Spurs Popovich defense, um, which is very – let's, let's be real. They know who they have to key in on now. It's not like they have many other offensive threats. So there's a lot of things that are kind of pointing me in the wrong direction or the right direction and other things pulling me in the wrong direction – I'm not too sure where I'm going to land on with Russell. I'm not going to have a ton of ownership. I will sprinkle him a little bit in there. Um, but my real stance is going to be on the other side of the ball, and it's going to be Derek White, knowing, like I just said, that DeJounte Murray's rolled out, and we should see just starters minutes from White at 10-2. I think he's actually a little bit a little bit priced over what I want to pay, but I'll still pay that price knowing that he's going to play 30-plus minutes and what's going to be a great matchup for him. Yeah, Derek White, he's going to be in every lineup of mine as well, 10.2. And... You know, the thing that we got to keep an eye on with the Spurs is, to me, they always feel like they're they're not really high tempo. You know, they've got that strong defense, but they are seventh in pace and fourth in offensive efficiency, and the Warriors are 29th in defensive efficiency. So you got to figure that White leading the charge at that price tag, I would be shocked if he doesn't pay off value. Yeah, it'd be very hard pressed to see him not do that. He's a great play in my mind. He's probably a lock and load for me. And then, what about Lonnie Walker? Are we finally going to see some minutes from him? I don't think it's going to be enough that I'm willing to kind of put my money on it. Because um, he's six I mean, he's min price. Yeah, it's going to be tough for me to get Lonnie in there. I just I could see I could see an avenue for minutes, especially if this game were to get out of hand, which I kind of almost anticipate it does. Um, you know, they're on a back-to-back. They're not going to run their starters big minutes into the fourth quarter if they're already leading by, you know, 10 to 15 points. I think they'll kind of ease them off. But I, I'm not going to go there. 
I think at some point he's going to be a great NBA player. He's he's kind of got an all-around game that suits this kind of NBA fit right now, but not for me. Uh, you could take your shot on though, Andrew. All right, I will. I'm going to take my shot on Lonnie Walker. All right, man. Hey, listen, that might be one of the ones that put my foot in my mouth, and I'm like, hey, man, good call. Um, I I just can't get there yet. I think that's that would be like an ultimate GPP play for me. I would never touch him in some single entry or cash game or heads up or 50-50. Too much risk involved. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. He he looked excellent in Summer League, and he's just buried on the depth chart right now. But if he if he's going to get 20 minutes, uh, he's definitely worth a tournament play for me at 6,000. Okay, well, um, that's all I really got from this. I'm really just targeting Derek White and then, you know, maybe one of those two main key cogs on the other side of the ball. Uh, I think we I think we just did it, man. We wrapped it up. We did it pretty quickly, too. 40 minutes we got through the show. Eight games in 40 minutes. We spent 30 on three games last night. But that just goes to show you how we're not going to go so far into the depth at each position necessarily. Like We don't need to dumpster dive and go for guys that have safe floors but not great upsides because we have eight games to choose from. So we can really take a stab at the guys we like and then take a few shots here and there on some cheapies. That's right. And when you're when in doubt, when you're building your lineups tonight, just go Rockets and Nets. Just get them in there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. All right, guys. As always, please go on, uh, go on iTunes, go on YouTube, go on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening. Give us a thumbs up, uh, rate, and review. It means the world to us. allows us to keep the content absolutely free and allows us to have these fun contests. And that's also because of our guys over there at Fantasy Draft. Definitely check them out. Sign up using promo code HOOPBALL. Get that free one-week trial of rake-free gaming, man. It is unbelievable. You can even check to see how much you've saved so far on the season in rake-free by playing rake-free. So uh, take advantage of it. And definitely follow us on Twitter, guys. You can find me at Mike Apatra. That's M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Andrew at Language Olympic, just how it's spelled. I'm going to spell it anyway because I know people probably laugh when I do. Um, I really have to sound out each letter in my head. I'm, I'm not the best speller, and it's weird because I'm a, journal, I'm, I'm a journalist. It's, 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 it's like the opposite. I rely on the spell check too much. But L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. I got it. And then, of course, coach at Joe Sarvati. That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And, you know, give, give us a look. at We got some other good articles coming out, guys. I know if you're playing DFS, you're probably playing season-long. So definitely make sure you guys check out some of our season-long articles right now. We have a great one. It's uh, you know by Mike Passador. He's one of our best writers. He's also our lead editor over here. Um, he's got some some article up there about the Lakers' uh, long-term planned conflicts with Anthony Davis and what the optimal usage might be in the future for him. So check it out. It gives you an idea of what you want to focus around for your season-long and also your dynasty leagues. That's all I got. That's a mouthful. It's Halloween. I'm gonna go eat some candy. I don't know about you, Andrew. But I'm ready to scram and go get a nice Kit Kat or a Twix. I don't know which one I'm going for yet. but How about one of each? That's it. Lock it in. One of each. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. From us over here at Hoopball, good luck. Have a great night. And we'll talk to you later. Take care, everyone. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.